It's beefy, baby. My name is Luke Hobson. Alex Morrison. You ready? I'm ready. It's a movie podcast. Let's get it. Grease soaked mess. It's a movie podcast. Rated PG-13. Your mom didn't make that casserole. In 2023, a man named Luke Hodson and another man named Alex Morrison left Shawshank Prison to start their own podcast. This that is was their an story. <laughs> That's excellent. Thanks, you really man. just pulled that out of the bag. I had no idea. I think I have heard you do that before, but I honestly completely forgot. Yeah, it's been a while since I've tried that one. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That was really good. Thanks, man. Damn. Well, everybody. That was excellent. Welcome to the 17th episode of the Bucket of Beef Show. My name is Alex Morrison. My name is Luke Hodson. And this is this is a really this is going to be a really good one, I think. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think so. There's there's just so much depth to this movie. So much yeah, is there happening. Is. Um, it really is. So uh, I didn't think of a question. It's actually your turn to ask a question this week. Oh my god! Oh, also, just a question pardon, in general. Pardon my audio. I'm also going to mention that I'm recording on a laptop. I don't have a microphone. This is not my laptop. I am in the middle of Indiana. There are dogs everywhere. I'm visiting for birthdays and and proms and just to get away from the city for a little. You're there while. for proms. Yeah, I went for a prom, but I didn't even see my cousin in her prom dress. She was like later, and I was like, okay. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. It's kind of... When you did prom, was it like a big family occasion? It wasn't like a big family that's occasion. My, that's but my I mean, question. Like, Do you think prom is a family occasion? I think there is certainly a part where it's a family occasion, sure. And then the I rest is sort just of. drugs and alcohol galore. <laughs> yeah? Did you have a lot of, did you have a lot of drugs in your prom? I didn't have drugs, but I definitely told her this story um, yesterday because I was like, oh, there's like there's a prom incident at every prom. Okay. That's just how it is. And yeah, that's I, fair. And what happened at our prom was I didn't have the money to get on this specific prom bus. And it was okay. like more so the popular kids. It was like, cool, whatever. One of my friends was on the, on the bus. Um, but we go to prom, and I guess they had like a bunch of edibles and a bunch of alcohol like in the in the bus and the driver was like yeah i can like leave it here it's fine and they're like this is the coolest bus driver ever so they're going out you know they they, they do the prom thing they're like eating drinking having a good time in the prom and then the superintendent and the principal are out like like you know looking through the buses you okay. know making sure there's no contraband or whatever that's what and, they did. That's, that's what crazy. they did, yeah. And so the the bus driver like wasn't expecting anyone to like look in the the bus. And they show up and he they're like, Hey, can we look in here? And I guess he just like runs for it. Like oh, he just what? like and so what I I guess what had happened was the bus driver was like a wanted felon. Like a convict. And I guess he was wanted for like aggravated assault. But Jesus. he was just driving around this prom bus with, you know, kids and their edibles and alcohol. So they were all stranded there. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. They had to have people come pick them up because they, like, 
they couldn't get him the wanted bus. felon was their driver. It was crazy, yeah. Damn. So, that's my prom story on that. So, part of it is a family affair. I think people want to see your pictures, and then I think part of it just has to kind of be bad, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I can't believe, I can't believe Andy Dufresne was their bus driver, dude. That is crazy. That's unbelievable. Craziness. Andy Dufresne. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What an right. incredible voice Morgan Freeman has. No, it's the best. It's awesome. Um. So you do you have any prom stories? No, not really. You had a pretty really regular regular prom. Yeah, I feel like I had pretty regular proms. I can't remember anything spectacular. I went to three proms when I was in high school. You did. Yeah, I went my sophomore, my junior, and my senior year. Whoa! Look at this yeah. guy. Big fancy guy. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, you know. <laughs> you know. All right, man. Okay, I'm going to try to do the synopsis on this one, if that's okay Let's with you. It. Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. I just need to make sure the years are correct. I want the years to be right. I guess it doesn't matter. Okay. Sometime, some, sometime in the early 40s, Andy Dufresne gets convicted of a crime that he did not commit. He's sent to Shawshank Prison where he befriends Red, played by Morgan Freeman, and lives a very long two-life sentence, uh, sentence. Will he get out of prison? Will he, uh, will he not get, uh, I'm trying to think. Will he get the library? Uh, will, will he make the warden so mad he has steam come out of his ears? Let's talk about it. Hey, let's talk about it. I really like how this movie, like, kind of skips generations because of how long they're in prison. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I never knew, like, just how long. Um, sorry, I'm, like, very uh, congested today. So sorry if you guys are hearing me sniffle and snuffle. They'll be here. fine. They'll be all right. Yeah, I hope they don't catch a cold through my through my microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, I like how they how they they skip like time in here. I like the the kind of ensemble cast that they have going. It's kind of like a mix. It's like it's really the the the, the main character is really Andy, and then Morgan yeah. Morgan Freeman's essentially a main character too. But it's it's largely the story of Andy's day to day life. Yeah. And all of that stuff. I really like Tim Robbins in this. I don't think I've seen Tim Robbins in that many other things, honestly. I haven't seen um, him in anything else besides this, and he just looks like the cutest little man. I can't explain it. He just <laughs> looks so cute. Yeah, he seems very nice. <laughs> um, Did you think... Look, we're going to get into spoilery territory. So, so it opens up with basically his trial that he's he's been accused of, of killing his his wife and her lover, a golf champion. Um, did you think at the beginning of the movie that he was guilty? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A, a, a little bit, yeah, because he, I mean, but also, I mean, the judge is like, you are, you are icy cold and I can't, I mean, you make my skin crawl because of how cold you are to this case. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, but he didn't kill them. But he, but also the issue is with all of that. He's like, well, I didn't kill him, but also I don't remember, and also I said some really heinous and mean things. Yeah, yeah. 
So he's he really did that to himself. Like, if he really wasn't, you know, I don't know. He did it to himself. Stupid. Yeah, he was telling the truth. I don't know. But, uh... He was telling the truth. I love the, uh, the gang of people that kind of surrounds Red. Yeah, me too. Um... Did you have a favorite? Did I have a favorite? I really liked the guy that... I gotta pull up the internet. That the old guy, what was his name? That Brooks oh, was gonna yeah. stab. He was, like, he was fun. Yeah, I liked him a lot, hey, too. Wood. I think he was one of my favorites, too. I like Brooks, too. Yeah, I, I figured you would like Brooks. He has a yeah because I he has a big raven. Yeah, you're Brooks. He has a big <laughs> raven. You're like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I knew it the second I saw him. I was like, yeah, I like all the little weird shit that each of the cons kind of has to like make them sane. In this, yeah, like, yeah. Horrific prison. Um, yeah, I really liked the guy that couldn't read the uh, the the guy that. Uh, when they when they're taking bets on who's gonna like cry first, and he he bets on the on the guy that does cry, and he's like the, like he's like teasing him and everything. Um, I liked him a lot. Yeah, and then the guy died, and then he was like, "Oh shit!" I know. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot like, of moments oh, this is where. Real. Yeah, this movie does like a really good job of like balancing out like the happiness with the oh fuck. You know, yeah. I wouldn't I even. Like they, I wouldn't even call it like happiness. Though, happiness is not, right, but like relief. But it's like, like relief and no, like normalcy. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's just like that that quiet hopefulness that is lingering in this movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I. Yeah. That's that's how I would describe it personally. It is just like a very quiet natured like, especially when you like. I I, I guess I came up with that kind of idea when red is like oh i met andy and you know he really wanted me to get this like rock pick and he was just like strolling through the yard and he really is just strolling and like throwing a rock yeah. around really just minding his business i'm like yeah yeah oh. a man with a plan yeah a what did you think of that first uh, what did you think of that like one of those early scenes where they uh, where that, uh, God, my brain is so slow today. Um, where a captain, uh, oh, come on, of course it does this. Uh, where, where the big bad guard captain killed that guy. What did I think of that scene? Yeah, what did you think of it? Like, I was like, what, what, Mr. What, what Krabs, did... what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty, pretty brutal. I also like how this is a prison in Maine. Like, I don't really think of, like, Maine as having, like, sp specifically hard prisons. But you know what's you know? crazy? It was filmed in Ohio. And oh, I was yeah. talk I was talking to someone about it yesterday. It's, like, two hours from where I'm at. And I was like, should I, like, go and then do an investigative report for the podcast? Ooh. Because you can do, like, night tours and stuff there. Apparently it's a very haunted place. Oh, it's like a... Oh, okay. That's really cool. Yeah. And sad. Very sad. <laughs> do you know he, that actually? Do you know that Michigan's actually has one of the highest like incarceration rates in the country? Well, yeah, of course it does. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's where we're from. Uh, that's it. <laughs> don't know. Listening in on the podcast. Yeah. Um. But you know that's Clancy Brown, right? That was the head head officer. Yes. 
Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Also, we didn't talk. So I've seen this movie before. I have seen this movie. Oh, before. you have. I have seen yeah, this movie before. That's crazy. So you have because it, it's a long haul movie. It's a long haul. I should be asking you the questions, but yeah, go for it, dude. Ask me as many as you want. Yeah, I really liked it. I I had a great great time watching this watching this movie. There was some brutal stuff. It does that thing with it's it. A lot of the stuff is brutal, but it's. It's more palatable than how some other movies would do it, because a lot of the really heinous shit is, you see the lead up to it, and you get the, you get the explanation of it, mm-hmm. even though it's not necessarily um, explicit in its explanation of what exactly ends up happening. Um, yeah. Yeah, like you, it, and it's almost worse because you you have to picture it in your mind <laughs> rather than like being told exactly what it is, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, and and the, I think what this has behind it is this was a book. I think is oh, the was Shawshank it? Redemption. I think was a book before it was turned into a movie. Oh yeah, and I feel like you can always tell when these things are like adapted, but they're adapted well just because of the innate like, small character-driven moments, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, it must have been so easy to pull from. But I'm pretty sure, sh- I'm pretty, you might have to fact-check me on that. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's see. a book. Yeah, go ahead and check for me. But, um... Let's see. Oh, what? Hmm. What? What? Do you know who wrote The Shawshank Redemption? Not a clue. I want you to guess. No way it was Stephen King. It was fucking Stephen King. You are fucking joking, dude. I cannot believe that Stephen King wrote <laughs> The Shawshank Redemption and I didn't know that. Sh- Steve, oh my god. I can't even... That almost pisses me off, dude. Bro, Stephen he... King owns American culture. He owns American Stephen culture. Stephen King literally owns American culture from That's like 1982, like 1975 to 2000. No, Stephen even to King. now. It even the it movies now. came out in 2018. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. Stephen King owns all of our asses, dude. That's crazy. What the fuck? <laughs> Stephen King's actually been using a, an early stage of uh ChatGPT for about 25 years. I was going to say, um, man, there has to be. He's he he invented <laughs> he, it. He's been he just, using it. That's just the sheer amount that he is able to write and and create is insane he just released the chat gpt because he's like i can't keep getting away with this (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that is crazy god of course (laughs) of course he fucking wrote the shawshank redemption uh i feel duped i feel duped too dude because this is his best book (laughs) probably his (laughs) best movie i don't know i also didn't know that um I also didn't know that the Shawshank Redemption was a flop when it first came out. Was it really? It was, dude. It came out as as the same... So, the Shawshank Redemption came out the same year that Pulp Fiction and Forrest Gump came out. Ooh. Which is crazy. So, it got nominated for... um, It got nominated for seven Academy Awards... Um, I don't know if it won any, but I do know that it lost Best Picture to Gump. Um, to Gump. Mm-hmm. And apparently it was... It, so its its budget was, I believe, $25 million? $25 million, This is according to Wikipedia. Okay. 
was it was uh, its budget was twenty five million dollars, and it's it only earned sixteen million dollars during its initial theatrical run. Uh, and people were saying that people were saying basically that it was because of competition from like Pulp Fiction and Forrest Gump, and then um, this source also says that. Uh, in general, uh, prison films were pretty unpopular at the time. People didn't like that it didn't have any female characters, which is pretty crazy. This film does not have like a single female character other than the dead the, wife, other than the dead wife, the cashier at the at the grocery store, mm-hmm. and the two women that run the halfway house. Yeah, I think there's two different women uh, with the time shift. Um, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, uh, definitely a, ma- a man mix, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's a prison, so. It is in a prison. 19, in 1947. <laughs> so there's... <laughs> Arguably the worst time to be in prison. Yeah, craziness. But, you know what saved the Shawshank Redemption? Hmm. Was family video, basically. <laughs> Good for family, family video, video. Family video and blockbuster video basically saved uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Then why didn't the um, Shawshank Redemption save Family Video and Blockbuster? Well, you could argue that, like, 1995 was probably, like, the golden age of Family Video and Blockbuster. Oh, it totally was. I'm just saying, why didn't they, you know, help them when they went under, you know? Oh, yeah, why didn't Stephen Hawking that, yeah, come in? And it was Stephen Hawking, Stephen why am I saying Stephen Hawking? <laughs> what, if, what if, that would be a twist, what if Stephen King was Stephen Hawking? That would clone. It was a clone? Ooh. Yeah. And Stephen Hawking was right brain and Stephen King was left brain. <gasps> yeah. I think he just uncovered the mystery, dude. Exactly. Exactly, dude. <laughs> hashtag hashtag Stephen, Stephen Brains. Stephen Brains? Yeah. I feel like pre... Um, what did what did Stephen, Stephen Hawking have? What was his, like, cerebral condition? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know it specifically. Was like a, it was like a degenerative muscle thing, right? Yeah, yeah, like muscular dystrophy or something. Yeah, yeah. That seems correct. But anyway, back on topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, Andy has a pretty rough two years in Shawshank. Initial two years. Honestly, um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, pre pre disability Stephen Hawking honestly kind of looks like. Stephen King, in my opinion, I'm just really? gonna put that out there. I'm just gonna put that out there. That's the first Luke uh, conspiracy maybe, maybe, theory. Maybe, maybe it's kind of lazy of me, just because they're both skinny white guys with glasses. Um, but I think they look alike, <laughs> being skinny white guys with glasses. They both have very distinct face facial features. Yeah, that's honestly. the thing. That's the main thing. Yeah. Anyway, back to it. Back to it. So Andy has a pretty rough couple of years. Tell us about the couple yeah, of years. Yeah, Andy had. has a fucking horrible rough couple of years. I mean, honestly, things don't seem like things wouldn't be so horrible if it wasn't for like having that three rapists bogs. chasing yeah. after him all the time. Um, other than that, it seems like it, it probably wasn't that bad. Other than like the existential dread of having a double life sentence for something that he didn't do. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a fighter, man. He's like. He's a total fighter. I do like how how um, at the beginning when they were like introducing like because they they refer to them as bull queers in the movie, mm-hmm. um, and I I like how there's that moment where 
um, when Andy's like asking about them to uh, to Red, he's like, "Are those the are are those the gays?" Or I can't remember what he says. Are those the gays or the, the homosexuals or something? Or is that them or whatever he says? And Red's like, "There's nothing. There's like nothing." like homosexual about him they're just like pure evil like it's not <laughs> oh no yeah he says he says like they would have to be human to be yeah to be gay yeah you know? yeah and i liked that i because I, I feel like i'm i'm still like kind of reeling from the casual like shittiness that was um that was um 16 candles <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. i wasn't sure if like when that whole thing got introduced that like all of the main prison villains were just going to be gay people. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, it's like, it's literally, um, I mean, yeah. Um, but, but thankfully it wasn't that, uh, they were just like fucking crazy. Like, um, yeah, they were not, it, it didn't, it wasn't taken in that direction. I think at no, least I think I they know. were, they were season one bad guys until, uh, they went and did that roofing job. Yeah, dude. And then so Cause Andy, because then, then they then they fucked with a with a special guy. You know? Yeah, they were like, "Oh, Andy is gonna run our financial lives, basically." To all the yeah, I really like correctional that roofing officers. job thing. Yeah, I like how Andy was, Andy's goal was just to like bring normalcy back to the to the prison. You know. Yeah, and I like he had like a crazy good relationship with like almost all the guards too. Yeah, yeah, they were like and, they were just calling him Andy. They weren't like prisoner number last name. Yeah, they were like Andy. they like loved him. They totally loved him. Um, yeah, that be- that beer scene was really cool. And honestly, the only time that uh, the only time that I was really happy with the fucking really shitty murdering prison guard is when he killed that fucking uh, rapist guy, the rapist ringleader. Like, he was just, yeah, he, like, they said that that guy would just be eating out of a straw for the rest of his life in a yeah, mental institution. Yeah, No, for sure. Yeah, they messed him up bad. They did. Um, well, they messed Andy up, too. Andy was in the in the fucking infirmary for a month. For a month! I think the worst thing that happens is when he, I mean, not, this isn't the worst thing that happens, but, like, in my brain, like, to me as a person is when Andy gets put in the hole for two months. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, how yeah. that was crazy? Mentally, no. It literally, that, that literally is up. like one of it. Literally, is like one of the worst forms of torture. Torture. Yeah, I kind of became like uh, half Irish there. Torture, um, torture, twist, torturous, torturous. Yeah. Um, can you see what they? Can you see what they did to Wee Andy? <laughs> um. Yeah, I thought that was really. Uh, and I thought that he sold that really well. Like, the, the, for the rest of the movie, he seemed like a different person, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Because that's what it does. It, like, fundamentally, it, like, rewires your brain, basically. Like, it yeah. totally fucks you up. Because humans are fucking social animals, you know? Yeah, hold on, there's a car going by. Okay. So, my, it's kind of messed up, because Andy does such a good job of, like, his own personal, I guess, quote-unquote, rehabilitation, where he's, like, he's bringing books, and he's building libraries, and he's doing all the finances for all these guards, and even the warden at some point. They never show a parole scene with him. Never once. Yeah, but, they never do. And I didn't even realize, and, like, this is the second time I've seen this, and I don't, I could have been, no, I was in college, because I was living with Jack and uh, Sean when we watched this movie. Yeah. For the first time. 
Um, but there's a point when you realize no matter how good he is, even if he's proven not guilty, he can never leave Shawshank. Yeah, he's a slave to the system. And why, why is that, Luke? Um... Well, first off, I wasn't sure if he was given life without parole. No, he was uh, given two life sentences. I, I, I'm pretty sure he, he... Like, you can still have parole hearings. Like, kind of no matter what. You can still have parole oh, hearings. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, he can't leave because he's, like, too deep into the corruption thing. You know, he's, like, the bookkeeper guy. Is there another reason that I'm totally missing? No, it's because he, yeah, he, like, he handles the books and there's, like, money. Oh, yeah. he's, like... Yeah, he's like a totally it's like a slave to it because on one hand he he's like getting all this shit because he he's like selling his soul to the devil basically, mm-hmm. you know? It's like literally what is happening because he's too far in. He's making them too much money. I mean, that's the whole reason that they kill uh kill that poor guy that he gets, Oh, I uh, loved him. I loved him a yeah, lot. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. What was, what was his like, name? His name was uh Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, he was a great character. Sometimes it's it's always like not always. Sometimes in in films like this, it's kind of like when they introduce a character like near the third act, it's like, ooh, is this gonna like work very well? And this one definitely did, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he was a great add-on. It was that that was really really nice. Um, I like I like how he um, how he just like constantly. Um, I'm going back to to Andy on this one. I'm kind of switching gears. Just talking about, like, the sheer um, persistence that Andy had. Like, mm-hmm. Andy was persistent for 20 years straight. Yeah. A little under 19 a, years. Yeah, yeah. This man did not... He worked every day at his singular goal. And it's fucking insane to me. Um, but honestly, you know what the crazy thing is? Or, like... Red is like, it would have taken a man 600 years. He really did not go that far. It really shouldn't have taken him 20 years to get through that. Because when you look, when he's, like, etching his name, how big of a chunk comes out of the wall. Yeah, but also is, because I, the moment that they did that, I had a question. I was like, where's he putting all the dirt? Right, but yeah, he can, and he just has to put it in only, his pockets and let can, it. Yeah, yeah, he can only dig as much as he can put in his pockets. Mm-hmm. You know? Or else, See, like, I, I would have gotten too dirt. greedy. I would have gotten way too greedy with that. Well, also, the, the the biggest, like, the flimsiest part of this film is that none of the guards ever got pissed at him and tore the poster down, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, in 20 years, yeah. You know what I mean? In 20 years, no one, like, leaned on it or tore it down, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, like, one, that's, like, one uh, unbelievable, it's, it's fucked well, up. Well, I mean, that... it is mildly unbelievable, but also, like, there was a point when he was, like, like running their lives, basically, and giving them money, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, so they weren't gonna fuck up his space. That's not true. crazy, yeah. Literally, I imagine it was just up to the point where the warden was like, hey, I've heard you're good with books, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, for so. sure, for sure. Let's also talk about how, like, the, like, how, <laughs> how fucked up it is that... That's, like, the most unbelievable thing to me in this movie, is that, like, they didn't tear the poster down. It's not like there were all these, like, horrible, horrendous things that were happening at this prison. Or, like, isn't it just shitty that, like, that's just the world that we're in? Where it's yeah. like, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense that this would happen, that people would do this to people. 
Oh yeah, you know? it makes it makes a lot it's of like sense. Jesus I mean, Christ. that's there there is such a reality to this to this movie that yeah. I mean, there, there really is. I mean, and it, it's it's really kind of great that in like 1994 there was like a really clean look at the prison system and how it affects you and how no for sure and how honestly not easy it is to lose hope. But the second you lose hope, you are like. You're you're a prison to the institution. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a prisoner no, to the totally institution. No, it's totally true. It's totally true. It's like the whole idea of like rehabilitation is like garbage. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. The idea like, of rehabilitation so... isn't a real thing. It's just not. Yeah. Well, um, and like also the fact that like honestly, like basically every prison in America is basically, like, sponsoring, like, state slavery still, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, where people aren't paid, like, basically aren't paid for what they're doing because the pay is so low or they aren't paid at all, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's messed up. It's messed up. But I'm glad that, like, there was just something to put eyes on it. And then, because, I mean, I don't know how the systems worked in the 90s, but I know how they worked in the early to mid-2000s, and, you know, how many programs there are for, like, legitimate rehabilitation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, education and, and things like that, you know? Not that not that Stephen King brought attention to the prison systems in America, but, like, for maybe, sure. though, you know? <laughs> well, in a popular sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think so. With this film, Definitely. Definitely, yeah. um, but I do think my favorite character in in totality in this is is Red. I think that's yeah. Just the your guy. favorite character is Red. Yeah. yeah, it's like he's just like he's not like a nurturing presence, but he's like he's like with you. He's like a friend. He's a buddy. Yeah, Red. Red kind of is like the he's like the backbone of everybody. Yeah, know? definitely. Like Andy. Andy does a lot to like improve things and everything but mm-hmm. like red's the kind of guy that like red's the kind of guy that you would probably want with you at like your lowest point you know yeah honestly red, I mean, red's red's that guy and then andy is that guy for red you know what i mean yeah yeah and honestly like everyone is gonna ride or die for red basically that's just oh, kind of yeah. that's just what it is no, if you, if you piss sure. him off you're you're done like that's yeah you yeah. don't get shit People don't mess with you. It's over. And luck- luckily, he was just a very good guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It sucks that Red wasn't able to hold back the like the rapists for those two years for Andy. Kind of sucks that Andy was just kind of left alone with those guys. Yeah, I mean, but that's it's fucked up. But that's that's the reality of it. Sometimes, truthfully, you know, I that's know. I don't know. You know, <laughs> like yeah, it's crazy. But, uh... All those guys that had life sentence, none of them wanted to shank those guys? Crazy. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't be, like... Do you think Red is getting asked a lot for, like, knives and things like that? Or he's like, no, I can't do that, or I won't do that. I think he probably is. I don't think... I think Red would would only... I I don't know if he would, because he doesn't seem like he wants to get into any sort of violent contraband with Andy when he asks him about the rock hammer. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's very real. Yeah, but who knows? There, uh, forty years is a long time to 
have the option to make that choice. <laughs> it you doesn't. Know? It doesn't. This movie get more depressing though. Like every time they kind of like create the timestamp, we're like, "Wow, I've been here yeah. for ten years." They do a really good job of aging them too. Oh my god, Morgan Freeman especially. Like when you look at yeah. the beginning, yeah. And I'm like, how old was he when he shot this? Because he looks so young at the beginning of this. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, and and Tim Robbins. I mean. That's that's almost a, a masterclass within itself, especially when yeah. he like when especially he, how they they change his like the look around his eyes and like like basically the, from like the, his forehead to like the bridge of his nose, mm-hmm. like that whole transformation that they're able to do is insane. It's it is like, insane. He looks like a totally different person. And also, I mean, like his attitude changes, especially when he meets Tommy, like the yeah. young kid who yeah. wants his GED. Yeah. And, like, all of a sudden, he is, like, a parental figure in this prison. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. whoa. That, that looks good on him. That looks good on him. No, for sure. The dad he never got to be. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's so many good things about this movie. Um, yeah, we haven't even talked about the warden yet. <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> Fuck the warden. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's a coward and a pussy. The warden makes me think of Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense though. I mean, they just have similar. They have similar vibes. He's more of a like a a, a fucked up like televangelist energy though. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like what a just corrupt, shitty, shitty guy. He's shitty like one guy. of the evil Democrats it, from like the 1930s and 40s. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's like one of the Democrats that, like, was initially opposed to the New Deal and then, like, decided he had to, like, tow party lines but, like, pocketed as much of, like, public funds as he could. You know what I mean? That's that kind of guy. He's like, uh, yeah. He's, He's like a, he's like a birth of the nation, like, was the best movie of all time, Woodrow Wilson Democrat, you know? (laughs) Like... (laughs) That's him. Yeah, man. He was he was just a chronic piece of shit, and then he shot himself, and I was like, well, God's not going to be very happy about that, mister. Yeah. <laughs> you, got yeah. Some, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> yeah, dude. It would it would have been... I, I, I would have liked it even more if... Uh, just because, like, like, at the end, Andy basically becomes a god. Like, because Andy's just, like, been orchestrating everything for so long. He he would, he he literally he has a driver's license. He has a social security card under yeah. a, a, a a person he made up. He created a person within the United States government. <laughs> yeah, that has three hundred and twenty thousand some odd dollars, which in the forties and or in the sixties is, is a significant amount. Almost of money. like two million dollars, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of Actually, money. Actually, probably probably more than that because I was looking up how much um, thirty five thousand was. Mm-hmm. And thirty five thousand dollars in, according to the the website I was using, um, it was like f- like five hundred and it was either uh, what, what was it was it I think it was like three hundred and twenty two thousand dollars. Yeah, this is looking. This is this is about three million dollars. About three million dollars. Yeah. In nineteen sixty six, it would have been yeah about three million dollars. Yeah. Well, and think of all the money that he... And he didn't even take all of the money from the warden. No. You know? He took his fee. (laughs) That's what he took from the warden. You know? Yeah. So imagine all the fucking money he made the warden. Um, Crazy. There, too. You know? 
Yeah, and um, then I I want to see the sequel where the the head officer is in prison. I want to see that sequel. Oh know. yeah, does that sequel's no more than twenty minutes long? <laughs> yeah, the, the Shawshank Retribution. Yeah, ooh, zesty. Make it an anime. I'm just imagining that it's like a Punisher fucking like short film, <laughs> basically. Basically, yeah. But uh, yeah. okay, so you know the biggest thing in this movie is. He goes through the tunnel, gets out, goes through 500 yards of shit, and then yeah. the big shot is him, like, in the rain. Walk me through your feelings when you when you saw that. When you went, like, for, from the second he, he, like, the warden pokes the hole in the in the poster. Well, so my thing with, with this... My thing with this movie is that was the least surprising part of the film for me. Okay. Because I, I knew how the film ended, you know? Mm-hmm. I knew that he was going to get out. Uh, everything that was a surprise to me was everything else in the movie. Okay. Um, so for me, it was like a, a sweet, sweet... Um, uh, it was a sweet satisfaction when all of the other characters figured out what he had been up to the whole time. You know? Sure. Um, yeah, th- that, that's how I felt about it. I felt, I felt satisfied. I felt um, relieved for him. Uh, I yeah, that's that's in general how I felt. And then I was also like, how is he gonna get out of here from the prison? Like, what's his move after yeah, this? Yeah, right. It's like kind of breeze over, which is whatever. I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, there, there. This is kind of a movie of occasional coincidence. You know what I mean? And that's absolutely. Fine. I mean, it's blind luck. He was in the, there in the first because place. Because the story, the story, and the themes of the film are strong enough to like make those kind of. Like, those, those, those like leaps in makes terms those of storytelling. Of, yeah, it makes those leaps forgivable, you know. Yeah, because the story's great. You yeah, know? The story is truly excellent. It's. Mm-hmm. I are, do you do you like prison movies? I don't know how many prison movies you've seen or like. Honestly, I think in general I do. I feel like I've seen a pretty decent amount of prison movies. I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to remember all of them right now. I watched a lot of Orange Is the New Black. I actually still haven't finished Orange is the New Black. I saw the first, like, five seasons, I think. I really liked that. I've seen, um... Oh, now I'm, like, totally totally <coughs> forgetting. Are there any prison movies that you really like? That you're thinking of, in particular? Prison-related movies? Um, no, but I used to watch a lot of Prison Break. Oh, yeah. A lot, yeah, a lot of Prison Break. Um, yeah. There's also one we watched in high school, I feel like, which was... Man, oh, man... I'm looking I don't at know. prison movies. One of the main, main prison movies, like main sad, 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 sad prison movies that I haven't watched is The Green Mile. I haven't seen it either. And I just, and I know how that one ends too, and I... <laughs> you really like gotta be horrible. in the mood to watch that. Yeah, you know. I'm going through the top, the 25 best prison movies all time on Bing. <laughs> yeah. Golly. Let me see. The green Mile. Have you ever seen the 13th? I've seen the 13th, but that's a... Um, oh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah, that's the, that's the one we watched in high school, is Oh Brother, Where Art, where Art Thou? Oh, you watched Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And that's cool. Fuck yeah, dude. Honestly, maybe I haven't seen that many um, prison movies. Yeah. I feel like I have, but I'm looking at... Oh, these are prison documentaries that I've never seen. Well, you, have you ever seen Medea Go, Goes to Jail, is the question. 
No, but <laughs> that's the that's the that's the that's the main prison movie. Let me tell you that. I was about to be like, uh oh, Medea, and I'm like, uh oh, everyone else in that prison <laughs> <in> that jail. <laughs> Jesus, Ev- everyone voluntarily goes to solitary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, there's a there's a. I love the the message of of trying your best to maintain hope, and what happens when you lose oh, it in these yeah. situations. I think the whole Brooks bit is, it just so breaks good. your heart. It breaks your yeah. heart. It really does because it's so good. But let's also talk about like the they had like a as shitty as shitty as this is to say. By, like, some comparisons, they had, like, a pretty good system going for the people that they finally did let out of that prison, you know? Yeah. Like, you hear Mm -hmm. so many stories of, like, people that, you know, have been to prison for over 20 years who, like, did, uh, you know, really bad shit when they were kids, basically, who were, like, completely different people and are, Mm -hmm. like, wanting to completely move on and change from this and, like, they can't even, like, they can't get jobs, period. You know, yeah, because mm-hmm. they're convicted felons, you know, and they have a hard time like living in certain places because they're convicted felons, you know, yeah, like that the fact that like that you still ha- you still basically have your sentence on you even though your sentence is done, you know, yeah, um, it's it's yeah, I mean it makes a lot of sense and I feel like the difference between I mean what really sucks for 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 Brooks and I guess you see it with. Andy and Red is that they don't have anyone on the outside at all. No, you know what no, I mean because they're they've they've uh, been in they've there outlived their entire everyone, life. Basically, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like imagine that. Like going to, like, fast forwarding like forty five years, you're not gonna have anyone. You know, that's such a nightmare. That is that is gonna, a like nightmare. realistically, who who can wait around for you? Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Like just realistically, that's not an that's not an idea of like people on the outside like not looking out for you. Like, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do? You know, it's super messed up. It's horrible. Yeah, and um, then like, what do you expect those people to do when they get out? You know, you know what the craziest are, thing is, and that I think about in this movie is that <clears throat> you know how Sixteen Candles was mildly racist at every turn. Yeah, um, how this one was not racist at all. There was not an inkling that anybody there, was racist. No. It was from the 40s to the 60s. The civil yeah, rights dude. movement was in full effect by the that end of this movie. That no one, that no one talks about the civil rights movement at all in this movie. No one gave a shit. No like one gave Morgan a shit Freeman like of, really was on a bus, and he's like, "Why am yeah. I not in the back?" <laughs> yeah, no one, no one, no one gave a shit about about Martin Luther King or Malcolm X because there was already racial harmony in Shawshank. Prison <laughs> was doing it. Right, like, bro. Red had a job. He was he was keeping books. He was like getting everyone shit. Yeah, dude. They were like, oh my god, that's so funny. I literally yeah. had that thought. I was like, that's actually no. Crazy. I was too. I was too. I was like, it, it was. This is really this is really shitty that that the world is this way. But but I like I do like how like the first three minutes of Sixteen Candles was like the exact opposite. Where it was like, oh okay, like. Like haha, interracial dating joke, blah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, like in in a movie that I like, I didn't expect it. And then, like, I'm watching Shawshank Redemption, and I'm like, I'm like really pleasantly surprised when like Red has a ton of white friends and like everyone's like super intermixed. You know? like, they respect the shit out of him. They do not care. They're like, yeah. <laughs> 
you know? That's so um, funny. Yeah, and they're all just like, totally. Yeah, no one ever gets... There is absolute racial harmony in Shawshank Redemption. It's nuts. Are, it's actually yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Shawshank was that actually a utopia. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, I, I feel like there's there's probably like some sort of like, um, actually... Um, it was actually the prisoners that made their lives worse in Shawshank. Um, there could have been greater harmony if everything was, every rule was followed. Yeah. Um, but... And Andy, Andy was actually the villain to leave Shawshank because he could have made the place a utopia. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I kid, I do not believe that in any way. But, like, um. I mean, I think I think my favorite Andy moment, though, is when he's, like, he's very deep in with the guards, and, like, they leave him, and then the one guard goes to the bathroom, and he puts on music and plays it for the whole yard. Yeah, dude. I was yeah, like, that, was that great. is gangster. This, whole, this guy is a gangster. Yeah, that guy real. had fucking balls. That's fucking... And he only got, and he got less, he got two weeks in the hole for that. He had two months for, at for finding out that he was that he had proof that he was innocent. Yeah, and like lightly, and well, he didn't. I, I I was gonna call it light blackmail, but he didn't even blackmail the warden. He was just like, I'm not gonna tell anybody. You know? Which still, you shouldn't have said that. At Which he all. shouldn't have done that because that could have been taken as light blackmail. But Andy, Andy was like simultaneously the most like. Like innocent, honest dude, and like schemer. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, because like there was a lot of shit where he just like didn't said shit that he shouldn't have said. That he just like felt. I mean, he like he you said it. I mean? He said it himself. He was like, "I was innocent when I came in, and now I'm like, now I'm a con. Now yeah, I'm now here. I'm a con. Yeah. Just gotta you yeah. gotta adjust to that environment. You know. Mm-hmm. Does it ever get revealed what Crime Red did? He com- he committed murder. I think he murdered a woman when he was a kid. Oh shoot! I see. Yeah, but he's like he's very much like yeah, I did it. Yeah. No. Yeah, he's the only guy in Shawshank that says that he's actually guilty. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Everybody else is like, Mm-mm, nope. Now, do, my you, do you think his like ending monologue before he gets out, where he's like, I don't know what rehabilitation is. Why do you think they were like, okay, you can go into the world? Because he was just like, there's no such thing as rehabilitation. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I like, I didn't feel like. Yeah, that was a kind of uh, a funky thing. Honestly, I think that they were probably going to approve his parole anyway, mm-hmm. regardless of what he was going to say. Because Shawshank seemed like the place where they were, they were like. Where the prison board felt like they were being kind by letting people have, like, their last year of life outside of jail. Oh, like, merciful. Like, it's a mercy. That's what it seemed like. It seemed like mercy release for the old folks, you know? Yeah. Which, in reality, was, like, almost the cruelest thing that you could do to them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, And, honestly, the state probably didn't want to bury the body and have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Or burn it. You know what I mean? Yep, like that's, that's very realistically why they didn't want to have to keep feeding them and they didn't want to have to pay for their cremation you know that's crazy like that's realistically probably why <laughs> um yeah so i don't think that the i mean i think the monologue like affected the the people 
they were taken aback by it, but I don't think it really played any part in him getting approved or potentially not getting approved, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I do like how when he went and he always kind of had, like, his rehearsed thing, you know? Yeah. And then at the end he does kind of flip the script a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and then... What do you think about it? The, 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 the what specifically? Of, of just, like, the, the speech in general. Oh, I love it. I think it's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's like the biggest, that's still a crazy issue. I mean, arguing what rehabilitation is, and there's still really no, there's no set example, there's no set, like, notion as to what it really is, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like... At what point are you like, this person is now educated, this person is now, at least in the eyes of the warden at Shawshank, and probably every person on the parole committee has found God, um, is not a danger to society, like, hasn't engaged in any sort of, like, you know, violence, you know what I mean, for Mm -hmm. 30, 40 years, you know, I mean, like, at what point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would be like that by my second parole hearing. I would be like, fuck you. You know? I really would yeah. be. <laughs> it would take two. But I'd be like, this I'm sure is... there are a lot of people that are on their first parole hearing that are like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm sure there's a few of them. <laughs> At least a few. For sure. Yeah. You know? It would take absolutely nothing. However, I do wish I was on every parole committee ever now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I want to ask the hard-hitting questions. I want to see. Yeah. Which is selfish, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I find that yeah. incredibly interesting. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> smooth. Denied. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, um, did you learn how to play an instrument? Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, but yeah, and just like the little things of like music. There's like the, the, the yeah, the harmonica we never really see him play. But yeah, I want to, I want to just a like. a really cool part in this, in this movie too. Yeah. I love, I love Morgan Freeman's line where he's like, I, you know, they were speaking another language, but I would like to think that like, it was just about stuff that was so beautiful that we just couldn't comprehend it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I love that line. Yeah. That line is so good. But so. It I, I I do like that all, everyone was listening and happy about it. No one was like, "What the fuck is that? Yeah, what is no, this bullshit?" I mean, <laughs> you haven't listened to music in fucking no, years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can't imagine not having have listened to music for twenty years. What? That's you know? just that's that's like that's a crime against humanity. That is a crime, dude. It's crazy. Um, but so we'll just jump to the very they end have, of this. They didn't have radios. They didn't have nothing, dude. No, they didn't have shit. Well, I guess they did in the in the library because well, the in the library. Like... But before they had the library, they didn't have. Well, maybe there was a library, not a library. Maybe there was a small radio in the library. Because they were the watching movies. Part. They were watching movies. That is true. That is true. They did have the movies. So, yeah. I don't know or that entirely. one movie at least that they watched three times that month. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but just, like, jumping straight to the end, because I think, yeah, my grandma's here. And, yeah, uh, we're we're running pretty high on time. Yeah. Um, so the very, very end, Red goes to the, the tree by the rock wall, gets the, um, the volcanic glass rock, and he opens yeah. the box, and he's like, Red, if you're reading this, you made it. Good job. Here's some money. Come find me. Yeah. 
and Red was about to really give up. He was about to end his shit. Uh, yeah. And goes and basically meets Andy and gives him a hug, and they're gonna charter charter fishing trips. Yeah. And I'm like, hotel. I'm like, that's me and Luke. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously though. I, like, I don't wow, think I would. I, w- I wouldn't have gone so hard mode and got such a shitty, shitty boat though. If I had fucking three million in the bank. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't know, man. I mean, like that's. You gotta keep busy. Gotta keep busy. Yeah, that's true. That'll keep that boat will keep him busy for sure. Yeah, yeah. It'd be funny if Andy realized that he wasn't technically skilled at all. <laughs> he's like, I got. He's, he's red. A, I'm really he's bad a, at he's, this. <laughs> he's a good whittler and tunneler and and tax evader. A great accountant, <laughs> but he he's not good with machines. <laughs> no, that's wild. But yeah, yeah, uh, it's just it's really it's a lovely ending. It's a lovely ending. Um, when just do like final thoughts and wrap her up and put in a nice little bow. Yeah, this feels like like a timeless movie. You yeah, know? like mm-hmm. this is just such a timeless, which is kind of heartbreaking that it is a timeless movie because but we'll probably as a species, always have these fucking horrible problems. Um, but it's a really great examination on, like, the durability of, like, the human spirit and the power of, like, camaraderie and friendship. And um, and in the end, it, it does give, you know, like a sort of a glimmer of hope that there is a, a version of things where the the changed and the innocent can triumph over the the powerful and the corrupt. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, and I think that'll always be something that people like to see, you know? Yeah. It's just so hard to navigate that type of film, I feel like, nowadays. It's like, very hard to find. Yeah, I agree. I you agree, know? I sure. mean, ev- even for just a two-and-a-half-hour thing, like, it's it's the little moments that matter, and they're so... Specific. Yeah, this is very much like a once in the ge- once in a generation type of movie. I'm telling you, know? you it really is. Um, yeah. And yeah, and no, it's, it's just... crazy to me that Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump, and this movie came out the same year. Do you think what this is the best year, year in movies? movies? Yeah, what a crazy fucking year for movies. Because I didn't know that, but now I'm kind of under the impression that oh, this might be the best year in movies. Period. Yeah. I don't know what else came out in 1994, because I know those aren't the only three movies. I'm going to look up Best Picture nominees. For this year? For 1994. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to know. Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction, The Shawshank Oh, you know what? This is actually wrong. I think Shawshank came out in... When did Shawshank come out? Was it 93? It's a good question. Um... Shank Redemption should have come out in. No, it says release date 1994. It was. It's probably the 1995 Academy Awards then. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I'm seeing Tom Hanks here. Braveheart. <laughs> Let's see. All right, the five. There were five that were nominated. It was Four Weddings and a Funeral, uh-huh. Quiz Show, which I've never heard of, 
the Shawshank Redemption, Pulp Fiction, and Forrest Gump. Okay. Well, I've and, never heard um, of two of these. Yeah. I, I, I knew the Four Weddings and a Funeral one. Okay. Has to be... I mean, what we should do next time is maybe look into that. Also, um... We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up and then we have to our Scooby Doo poll. We never talked about on the pod, and uh, turns out people oh, like yeah, Scooby Doo too more. Yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. Kind of bullshit, but I will have, tell you people because people have big brains, Alex. You better people shut have up. Big brains. People have big brains and bigger hearts. I just want to say though, okay? I just posted it, and Luke was like, Luke was basically like, if you like me, then you like Scooby Doo too. I didn't bring it back around to myself. I was trying Listen. to keep it mildly impartial, but like when Luke posts about it, he's like, oh, it it involves me too, and so yeah. Listen, listen. If you sometimes you have to. Uh, Sometimes you you really have to utilize your social capital for for the results that you want to achieve. You know. Oh my god. Uh, I'm not, I'm not ashamed. I'm not Whatever. ashamed. I know you're not you know? ashamed. No. No. Okay. If anything, Scooby I'm Doo happier that I won because I I, I, util- I, I used my I leveraged my uh, your my social, social prowess. Capital. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Because we both know that I'm I'm far more charismatic than Alex Morrison. It depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. I think I think it's I think you are definitely way more charismatic in like no, long you know, stretches what, you, of time. But, but what, no, but what I think is that I think I'm I think I am a fairly charismatic person. But you are able to cultivate relationships where people like just deeply 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 love you you know oh that's really sweet that's of you what, to say though actually yeah, yeah. it's true that's lovely. and i deeply 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 love you for oh i love you too <laughs> i miss you dude i, I, I miss, miss you too i miss oh. you too um so what's your score for this movie uh i i i i struggle because like we talked this is a once in a generation movie and i truly <laughs> believe that is the case i really do i believe that is the case and I don't think I've given anything a 10 out of 10 so far. I feel like this, this is... like, the biggest, like, classic, classic that we've watched so far, I think. Yeah. I but... really... There is... I, I can't pin down anything wrong with it. Ex- yeah. ex- like, minus maybe two or three things. But it, it, the, the two or three things that are wrong with it, I'm like, oh, in my brain, if they just had, like, an extra 10 minutes, they could they could figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. So, like... I'm gonna give this like I'm gonna give this a nine point eight five. Like it's it's writing a nine point eight and a nine point nine. Yeah, I'm also gonna I'm gonna give this a nine point eight. Okay. Um, the point two is just uh, covering the bases and uh, the poster. You know? Yeah. I want to give this it a ten out of ten just for avoiding racism. <laughs> Yeah, honestly. honestly. But also, it's like a negative. I don't know. But I, if someone called Morgan yeah, Freeman the that is also in this movie, I would the... be like, that's bullshit. Yeah, but I also I also feel like the, I don't know, the movie covered enough social bases in terms, because at its heart, it was about, like, how the prison system affects people and, like, just people. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, like, the whole, like, you know, over-incarceration of... of 
of like you know like black and latino folks is like staggering and like obviously a major problem in our society but yeah um this this movie does a good job of you know giving a um sort of a, a general overview of of the problems you know what i mean yeah absolutely that makes any sense that makes yeah. sense yeah there weren't any gangs or anything really yeah <laughs> so yeah because there weren't any gangs in 1947 you know yeah right <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's, maybe, it's literally just, just like everybody a... in shawshank is literally just non-gang affiliated and not racist yeah. like they just got yeah, maybe... super lucky for 20 years <laughs> Yeah, you remember how like how how Maine in 1947 was just an absolute racial like utopia, a paradise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just because it's Maine. Yeah, where you see. Anyway, good old good old good old beef score. I think good that's old. how the only that's like the only reason that that they were able to get away with that. Like, and it feel <laughs> realistic for the time is because it was maybe Maine it was so yeah. far north. Yeah. It like it like they couldn't have made this movie in Kentucky and made it the same way, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, if it was in Kentucky, I did suck. This story would not happen. <laughs> uh, but okay, so uh, beef score. I gave I gave. Okay, you do beef score. You do beef score first. Oh, um, this is like um, this is like a Salisbury steak. That is so correct. <laughs> that is so correct. It's like a it's like a Salisbury steak, like when you didn't want to eat Salisbury steak, but like you, you like bit into it, and it was like the most tender, and like the mushrooms were sautéed perfectly, and the gravy's like absolutely slapping, and okay. the mashed potatoes feel like um, the the Holy Spirit of like every grandmother that has ever lived. Um, <laughs> that is this uh, movie, I think. I agree with that so hard. I guess I guess I guess I'll take the route of like biscuits and gravy with like nice. a beef gravy and it's just two steaming hot biscuits you haven't had it in a long time and then grandma makes it and you just can't yeah. help but sit and savor it. It's just uh it's so good. So I good. It. I love it. Uh yeah. Okay. Do our ending stuff. Do our uh I yeah, a little shout-outs. I just gotta pull up the list. Me too. We're gonna do it right this time, because I think last time... I don't know what happened last time. I was so tired during our last episode. <laughs> no, I was too. I was exhausted. That was very rough. Um, um, okay, okay, okay. I actually have to look at the texts that you sent me earlier. Because I didn't say... Okay, I got it here if you want me to do Ooh, it. These dogs are so cute. I just got the pictures of the dogs that you sent to me. Aren't they adorable? Mm, can you send it to me again, actually? Oh, actually, you know what? I think I got it. I can send it again if you want me to. Yeah, you'll probably need to send it to me again. Okay. Well, that's okay. I just, uh, I'll text it to you right now, and then I'll start with our ending stuff. Perfect. Okay, here we go. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Bucket of Beef Show. And make sure to follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Bucket of Beef Show. Voting power on what we watch next. Early access to our newest episodes. Reviews of horror movies and access to our Last of Us review series. Uh, and then Patreon shoutouts. But I think yes. I, I, I'm going to do my Morgan Freeman and then you're going to do an Andy Dufresne. Oh, how does Andy talk? Kind of like me. 
Kind of um, like you, just yeah. a little bit more reserved, quiet. Yeah, kind of. Okay. You want me to go first? <laughs> yeah, you ready? Yep. Amanda. Jason. Jenny. Victor. Dina. Julia. Julia L. Dwight. Adam. Brittany. Olga. Olga. Rick. Nicole. Nikita. Nicholas. Nicholas, my sweet, sweet boy. You're a good oh. one, Nick. Just the best of all of us. Alrighty, gang. That Morgan Freeman was... is staggeringly good. Yeah, I hope it sounds good, because I'm going to listen to it and be like, fuck, I wish I never did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, as it goes. As it goes, as it goes. Okay. Well, thank you guys for joining us on the 17th episode. My name is Alex Morrison. My name is Luke Hodson. And we'll see you casually, beautifully, wonderfully, on the 18th episode of the show next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Hit him with the outro. Ending of the pod. He's a liar. He's a liar. <laughs> Beef. Bottom of the barrel. Bottom of the bucket. Bottom of the bucket. Yeah. Beef. Seasoned to perfection. Divine. Too wet. Beef. It's a masterpiece, baby. <laughs> Beef. Ew.